This week on Center Stage, we have attorney Daniel Alvarez joining us to talk about the power of networking. Uh, even in a digital age, even in the COVID era, networking is still so important. And, um, you know, you can't just rely on paid ads to bring in all of your clients. Uh, referrals and networking and the referrals that networking generates uh, are still so very valuable. And Daniel's going to talk a lot about that today. Um, a lot of great insight. Uh, he's a great firsthand account of just how a great networking strategy um, can can lead to success for your law firm. I mean, you'll hear in this interview all of his business pretty much comes from his networking efforts, and he is you know just doing really well right now uh, as a law firm, as a growing business. So, um, networking not a dying art. Uh, it's probably more important now than it ever has been, and there are ways to do it other than just uh, the standard chamber of commerce meetings or any other sort of networking mixers uh, that you probably used to go to. So uh, Daniel's going to get into a lot of this. Uh, it's a lot of really good information, so uh, sit back and enjoy. This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I am your host, John Vincent, and this week uh, I have attorney Daniel Alvarez with us. Daniel, how are you doing today? I am doing great, John. How about you? Doing great. So uh, this week we are going to talk about the power of networking for attorneys. Um, some people might think that this is kind of a lost art now that we've kind of gone into this digital age, but I know we believe this at Spotlight Branding. Daniel, you're clearly very passionate about it, uh, that networking is still really important for attorneys, um, you know, just not just as part of a, you know, their marketing strategy, but just overall. So uh, Daniel, before we jump in, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to everybody and you know, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Daniel Alvarez. I'm an attorney uh, down here in Miami, Florida. Um, <clears throat> I've been practicing for 13 years now. Um, and uh, the largest portion of our practice is to do insurance litigation. So uh, your home catches on fire, your insurance company denies your claim, or the company that, that the law firm that you go to to try to fight that denial. We do have some other practices in, in, in our office that uh, deal with other things because uh, I do have other attorneys, but that's primarily my thing. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like I said, do, been doing this for 13 years, uh, been trying to network and uh, create business for almost as many. Awesome. So in today's legal world, why is networking still so very important for attorneys? Um, <clears throat> so it, not all of your clients are going to be as sophisticated as like Number one, the vast majority of uh, issues that are going to come up are not going to go to these like giant law firms that have huge marketing departments that are uh, known for getting the word out there on anything that needs to be done. The vast majority of attorneys uh, throughout the U.S. are <clears throat> uh, small firms like myself, one to four attorneys that uh, handle a very particular set of issues uh, that need to be resolved by a person. So because vast majority of attorneys are so small in their practice, they do need to make sure that they get out there and meet other people that they can tell them about their services. So whether it be other attorneys that don't do what you do, or whether that be uh, centers of, of influence that could refer you uh, future business, um, <clears throat> the only way that you're going to get out there and meet them 
uh, unless you are, you know, yeah, doing tremendous advertising on TV or, or billboards or mail or those types of things, uh, it's going to be still through regular networking. Uh, and I know right now with COVID, we're not doing very much in person, but right. uh, the, the, whole, the whole gist of it is the same, right? You, you want to meet people that are going to be able to refer you business and that uh, I think you have something to add of value to their clients. Yeah. So with that in mind, I mean, how often should an attorney, especially a solo or a small firm attorney like you, how often should you be networking in order to keep a kind of a constant flow of business coming in? Uh, at the very least, I think you would be need to be devoting on a weekly basis, somewhere between five to 10 hours of uh, networking of some sort. Right. So for example, I'll give just my example. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a member of a networking group uh, that I'm sure other people are aware of, uh, BNI, Business Networking International. Um, <clears throat> that's an hour and a half a week that we meet together with those people. But then outside of that, I'll meet with the same members for another you know, hour or so, once or twice a week with, with different members of the group, just kind of letting them know more about what we do. So right there, you're looking at around two and a half to three and a half hours that you've done just of your regular networking. During time, during non-COVID times, that also involved, you know, once or <clears throat> once a week or so, going to some other networking event. Maybe it was an industry event where you're trying to meet other meet other colleagues, or maybe it was some sort of like a chamber of commerce or similar event where again you can meet other centers of influence or even other attorneys that can refer you business in the practice area that you have because they, again, most attorneys are smaller firms um, and they're going to be they're not going to be able to take all business. They're going to be able to relate some of that to you. Yeah. So, you know, you've mentioned COVID a couple of times, you know, probably before that, you know, 2019 and before, you know, you were probably doing a lot of in-person networking mixers and in-person meetings and stuff like that. So how has networking changed over the last year when a lot of those in-person things have been unavailable? So personally, for me, uh, we've kind of doubled down on reaching out to our existing clients um, or our existing centers of influence that can refer us to business. So while um, I may not be going out to do the event, um, I am doubling down on reaching out to the same people that already refer us work because they already know us and trust us um, <clears throat> to ensure that they continue to know, hey, I am still doing this or, hey, there's this pressing legal question. Uh, I wanted to tell you more about it. Um, basically, just to stay uh, at the top of mind with them so that they know that I'm still here, uh, both to service them and their clients. Or, or, you know, sometimes it's literally just to answer a simple question like, you know, do you know somebody that can help with a PPP loan? Simple things like that. So for right. me, it's been more about doubling down on the existing clients and centers of influence to ensure that. They know that I'm still here, that my firm is still running, and that we can continue to help them going forward. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I if I kind of heard you right, you know, networking, you know, maybe now and, and maybe even before COVID, it's it's so much more than just going to an event. You know, networking can also just be following up with those people. You know, it, it's what's the what other sorts of strategies are there for networking outside of you know just those standard you know chamber of commerce BNI meetings. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you could do uh, something I've done before is work with some not-for-profits. Uh, you know, you tend to find people there that are like-minded, 
um, and they, because you're both working towards a common goal, they see how you're working on the particular uh, thing that you're working on, say a food drive, and they see how you're organized, and they see how you're um, <clears throat> how you're delivering where you say you're going to deliver about that particular nonprofit. Um, and they might say, oh, well, maybe if he does it like this for something that's for free, well, he might do the same if he's doing it for a job. So that's an easy way to develop some additional networking opportunities, uh, working through some nonprofits, you know, simple things like food drives or just getting the word about, about particular events that they may be holding um, to others that may be interested. That's, that's another easy way to, to network with like-minded individuals that could generate business for you. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that we try to stress to our clients, you know, in, in terms of networking is it could just open up so many more opportunities for you, you know, whether it's, you know, they invite you to come speak somewhere, maybe they invite you to be on a podcast, you know, stuff like that. And so, you know, it, yeah. outside of just, you know, getting referrals and stuff, you know, you could be introduced to a whole new audience that could use your services or your expertise in some way. So, when it comes to your own networking strategy, what sorts of, you know, I guess techniques or strategies or whatever have you found to be most effective with your networking? I think the, the most effective strategy is you don't want to sell somebody on your business from the moment you meet. Okay. Uh, you find in a lot of networking events, uh, the whole purpose of a person being there is to hand, literally just to hand you their business card and tell you all about how wonderful they are or their business is. Yeah. Um, while that may work for some, I have found that that's not how I've gotten the greatest of returns on my networking dollars. Uh, for me, it's more important to build a relationship uh, with the person um, because as you said, John, it's not always going to be about a referral for business. It sometimes it's just going to be about opening up doors, maybe not even to something you're considering. Uh, so I'll give you just a very brief example. In addition to being an attorney, I, I have several um, investment properties that I own. I only found out about that through a person that I met that was doing a similar thing. We weren't even talking about business. We were just at a networking event, uh, <clears throat> you know, having. I think we were eating chicken wings, if I'm not mistaken. Chicken wing. <laughs> For whatever reason, that's not the more, that's not the greatest of networking events, but that's neither here nor there. And we just started talking about what what he does as a side business. Uh, he buys properties, he fixes them up, he'll sell them or he'll keep them. And I was like, man, that's actually pretty interesting. Absolutely nothing to do with my business uh, currently, but uh, it was something interesting. It was something that he opened my eyes to. That then I started doing some research research on my own, and then eventually, like me and that person were talking on a regular basis about how to possibly build that as a side business so that, you know, when having something to supplement your income. So again, this goes back to just, you don't want to just go in and sell your services. You really want to try to build that relationship because that's what's going to stand the test of time. You know, you're always going to have somebody that's, that's cheaper uh, or is going to try to outcut you on price. So what are you going to offer to your clients of value that is over and above what that other person can offer in price. Um, and if you can differentiate yourself that way, then uh, that client's going to continue the business. But even if it's not about business, even like you said, sometimes it's just going to be about them opening up a door for you that you didn't even know you were looking for. Uh, so that's, um, 
that's why I think that, you know, just building a relationship is a lot more important than just trying to sell your business. Yeah. And, and obviously, uh, a great way to build that relationship is keeping in touch with them on a regular basis, you know, whether that's, you know, through repeated interactions in person or at networking events, or, you know, as kind of where we come in at spotlight branding is just, you know, getting them, uh, you know, in your marketing funnels, in your marketing loops and stuff like that, and keeping in touch with them that way, and just continuing to educate them on who you are and how you can help. Because I mean, I'm sure, you know, whether you've noticed it, you know, consciously or not, you know, it's easy to forget the people that you met the first time at a networking event. You know, you got, you're sitting there maybe at your desk, scrolling through the business cards that you got and you're trying to remember who was this guy? What did he do? And then, you know, you have to do a little digging and then, Oh yeah, that's right. He was that guy. So yeah, you know, that sort of thing is, is still super important. Um, one more question. And, you know, would you, what, what would you estimate um, a kind of a percentage wise of your business sort of results from your networking efforts? Uh, we don't run any like advertising. So um, in some way or another, it's almost a hundred percent networking based. Um, <clears throat> Cause sometimes it's not the direct, you know, person that you know, but it's somebody that they know. Right. That refers you or it's somebody that you've worked for that um, you, you know, thought you did a good job and then continues to uh, to refer you business. And that's going back to what you guys do. I think that's why I kind of bought into what you guys are selling, so to speak, and right. you know, the whole content um, <clears throat> uh, business, because what that does is remind people constantly of what it is that you do. Uh, you know, whether it be through blogs or newsletters or Twitter or Facebook, um, you know, that that constantly keeps them top of mind, reminds them that you're a subject matter ex- expert on whatever that subject might be. Um, and then in the future, you know, they might turn to you and say, oh, well, Danny can help you with X. Uh, just to give you, you asked earlier about what other sorts of networking you're doing. And I mentioned, um, <clears throat> I mentioned, uh, you know, non-for-profits, one other thing I'm doing is through finding industry-specific groups on Facebook yeah. um, that you can share knowledge with, right? So again, going back to um, not so much selling your services, but selling the relationship. If you have somebody that knows that they can turn to you for a particular uh, subject and you're going to have knowledge about it, or at the very least, you're going to have a very good introduction to the, to the subject, you're a lot more likely to at least get a call. Um, and maybe you can't help them. Maybe it just turns that you refer them to something else, to somebody else in the business that, that can help them. But at the very least, they're going to know that if they go to you, they have a high likelihood of um, getting uh, getting that information. So that's where blog posts come in and, and things that you can share that are content that people can turn to and, and uh, you know, kind of remind them of what it is that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that content is basically there to, you know, sort of represent you when you're not there at that moment to demonstrate that expertise. And, uh, you know, that's such a great point, you know, in at least in the COVID era and in really just in this digital world that we live in, you know, networking is so much more than those in-person BNI meetings and, and stuff like that. It's those Facebook groups and stuff like that, where you can get out there and and show off that expertise and be that source of good information without, 
constantly self-promoting. And, and, and so that's, that's really awesome. So we will start wrapping it up here. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to all of the attorneys out there, what would it be? Uh, especially the attorneys that don't have a kind of legacy from a family member mm-hmm. um, that can pass on some uh, context from start ne- networking before you even become an attorney. Um, you know, there are great opportunities for people that are in law school to work through uh, the American Bar Association or in your local um, bar association in whatever you know city or county you're. Uh, going to school and start going to those events or even doing the digital events or or the knowledge panels or something like that uh, because you start building that brand with the people that can help you in the future. Um, and again, it might not be direct in the sense of getting business, but it might be that you need a job and now somebody knows somebody that's hiring and now they've dealt with you on a personal level on, on other things. And that can help you a long way towards building your career as an attorney. So, yeah, number one advice to uh, both young attorneys and people that are starting is get in and start doing networking as soon as you can. It's uh, going it, to it only build up on each other. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's still super valuable, uh, more valuable today probably than it ever has been. So Daniel, thank you so much uh, for your time today, for your expertise. Uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for continuing to listen, continue to rate review us on Apple podcasts, uh, and wherever else you're watching the show, whether it's on YouTube or, uh, on your mobile device, uh, downloading it, uh, Spotify, wherever you get it. Uh, thank you again. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for everything and for coming on the show and we will see you all. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.